The Impact Accelerator is a research and grant development office in the College of Education, Criminal Justice, Human Services, and Information Technology at the University of Cincinnati. The department was designed to assist faculty, staff, and students in applying for and receiving external funding dollars. Welcome to How to Get Funded Without Really Trying, where we put the fun in funding. My name is Krista. And I'm Clay. And we're your hosts for this week. In our inaugural episode, we'll be discussing who we are, and more importantly, the work we do in the field of grant administration and development, and why you should care. Wait. I was told this was a podcast about analogies on Star Trek. Please leave. Already? Exit stage right. (laughs) Thank you. Anywho, we work for an office at the University of Cincinnati called the Impact Accelerator, which is essentially a research development office designed to help faculty in the College of Education, Criminal Justice, Human Services, and Information Technology, commonly referred to as check, catch. Catch. And and the IT at the end. You got to put the IT in the end. Catch it. Check it. I've heard catch, but I don't like that. I like check. I like check too. Whatever. Anyways, We're trendsetters. <laughs> we help all those people in all those different departments find and apply for grants. Our office was created as a way to enhance the influence and reach of the college, not only through grants, but also through partnerships, conferences, and college-wide initiatives. But don't worry, we'll get into all of that soon. So without further ado, let's jump right in. All right, so now that we've given you a brief opener about the impact accelerator what the heck even is it are you asking me yeah are you asking me oh uh i didn't study for this sorry pop quiz you told me uh, i was told coming in here no quizzes and something about star trek we're two for two now i just want to let you know that you know sometimes you have to tell some little lies Uh, i was bamboozled twice in a row What is the Impact Accelerator? Tell me. Wow, it's funny. You should ask. (laughs) (laughs) So the Impact Accelerator is a grant administration, and we have recently learned fully a research development office where we help faculty, staff, and students find and apply for grants um, at all levels. So I guess basically starting from the very beginning sort of in the process one of the biggest things that we do is help find funding so we go out we have a redacted number of students who work in the impact accelerator and we do google searches lots of googling every google possible all the google so much so much that google gets mad at us for using google as a verb sorry google Sorry, Google. Not sorry. (laughs) So we go out, we find funding. We are looking at local funders here in the Cincinnati area, um, private philanthropic organizations, large federal funding like NSF, that's the National Science Foundation, um, NIH. 
Yeah, you got to hit those acronyms. Just start throwing acronyms at people. That makes you sound more impressive. All right, let's go. NSF, NIH, DOJ, DOJ, NIJ, BJA, BJS, <laughs> OVW, OJJDP. I don't know if you can tell, but we're in criminal justice, so I know all those. <laughs> we need someone else to fill in the other ones. Sorry. We got NIH. That counts. N-I-M-H. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's you the, go. that's basically <laughs> it's the same umbrella, but it counts. Two points. It's giving NSF and their 8,000 directorates. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, we go out and find funding. We have also over the years created a massive repository of just a bunch of funders so that we can keep track of who is having solicitations out at the moment who should we keep an eye out for and then we mark those for um, all of the different colleges within our larger college of check and then once we have funding we try and match that to faculty who may be interested on the flip side it also could be that a faculty or staff member comes to us and says hey i have this project i would like to get funding for it and then we go out as students um, or staff and try and find funding that matches or we just go out and try to find people just try to go out and match them with new people too there's a lot of emails that are just like would so and so apply for this so many emails so many just random names like hey yeah. i found this funding randomly do you think it would fit with name question mark <laughs> And then Claire is like, mm, go write a summary and then we'll see. You should probably say who Claire is. Oh, we yeah. should probably should have said who we are, like in relation to everything. Oh, yeah. Because now that. you just sound like you're somebody that works for the Impact Accelerator and I'm some guy that you just pulled in out of the hallway, I'm which is not untrue, but still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said we work for the Impact Accelerator. Yeah, but they don't know. They don't know that. All right. Anyways, so <laughs> we are both graduate students at the University of Cincinnati who happen to work in the Impact Accelerator. Our boss, Claire, is the brains behind the Impact Accelerator. And actually, you have heard her voice earlier at the start of the very start of the episode. So we go find funding, try and match it to faculty and staff. And then... We send them emails um, with Claire's approval and say, hey, we found this funding. We think it might fit with what you are trying to study. Are you interested? Once we have interested faculty or staff, we also offer um, basically project management. So that can look like just helping them get meetings scheduled. It could also be that we are scheduling meetings to meet up periodically and keep them on track. Um, we also offer, within that project management, going out and finding documents. If you've ever applied for a grant, especially larger federal grants, there are so many supplemental documents that you have to gather. And as a PI, trying to get all of that while also writing the grant proposal is a pain. So one of the services we offer is going out and finding those supplemental documents, making sure everyone on your team is signing those documents and that you have it in on time and ready for submission. Uh, 
not to step on your toes or anything, but you also skipped a part in there. Um, we send them out to people and then they wait until a week or a week and a half before the RFP is due. And then they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we need some help on this one. You forgot that part. That's an important step that's required for all grant proposals. 100%. Okay, so the podcast is called How to Get Funded Without Really Trying. There's going to be a little <laughs> bit of trying involved. I'm you sorry. don't really try for the first like three weeks that you know you have an RFP. And then you really try during that last week. There's going to be some really trying when it comes to <laughs> getting those supplemental documents and the bio sketch and the CV and the shortened CV because some people want a one page CV. Some people want three pages. Although some places are getting rid of the bio sketches. They're having just like universal bio sketches where you just link to them. That, that's a good idea. That is a minor plug for science CV, which apparently everyone is going to have to switch over to. So good luck. Yeah. That'll be a while, I think. But no, that's I just my my opinions do not represent those uh, in the Impact Accelerator. <laughs> or the larger funding bodies. The larger funding bodies, yeah. No, I think that's rolling over in like October that everyone has to have it. So beyond project management, one of the probably the coolest services we offer is mock scoring. So once PIs have a draft of their proposal ready, they send it to us and we go through a process of going through the solicitation, pulling out every single thing that the funder is asking for, putting it in a Word document, and then we schedule out, it's like three to five hours easily with maybe like three to six of the team members and we go line by line, word by word and check to make sure that the proposal is matching up with what the funder is asking for. It is a very tedious process, but we do it in hopes that once we have completed the mock scoring exercise, have written up our comments for the PI and given it back to them, that they take those comments and revise their draft so that hopefully they are in a better position to potentially be awarded. Everyone who comes onto the team, their first mock scoring exercise, it's kind of a lot because we are a little, we say we're a little cutthroat because we do it so that hopefully PIs are in a better position to be funded. But once everyone does their first one, everyone falls in love with it. I remember my first one was like five hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, like uh, we are brutal. I guess is the way to put it in our mock scoring, but we always get really, really good feedback. I feel like the faculty love it when we come and just sort of politely rip apart their work. And it, it seems to be effective. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, in. it's better for us to do it in a semi lower stakes situation than to send it out to an NSF or an NIH and then have people that you don't know tell you, Hey, this is all sorts of messed up. Yeah. Better for us to do it than for the feds. <laughs> oh gosh, the feds. The feds. Not the feds. <laughs> so beyond mock scoring, we also um, liaison with the research admin or business administration team. We actually share a very large office suite with them. So it's very helpful for us to just kind of go down the hallway or send a quick email and say, hey, 
this PI has a question about their budget or has the budget been routed or anything like that. And we can just go down the hallway and ask them rather than having to go to some other central office to try and get that information. I don't have any jokes about that. Shout out to Jody and John and Shelby and Caitlin and everyone in the business. Oh, office. shout out to Caitlin for fixing my time clock. Yes. Thank you. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> I always forget to clock out when I leave. Oh, I forgot to clock in for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a joke. You really did. I really did. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. You'll be getting oh, an email no. soon. All right. Well, at least I did have a joke. <laughs> you can check that box off. <laughs> so that is just a few of the services we offer we actually did a conference recently about the impact accelerator and us as students working in the impact accelerator and we were trying to basically do what we're doing now and talk about what we do here and it was like during the presentation that i remember there's other stuff that we do so much other stuff yeah you don't really think about it until you like really start making bullet points about it now that you've kind of got a general idea of what the impact accelerator is let's talk about kind of where it started so um, I think it's really important to bring up especially within kind of research development is that one really unique aspect of the impact accelerator is that we are placed in a college that is mainly social sciences we do have IT so there is some STEM in there, but we are largely social science, um, which here at the University of Cincinnati, I mean, we have a medical school. We have a lot of STEM focused things. And so for us to be placed here and have backing from higher ups within the university who said who are saying that this work is needed um, within the social sciences is really great. So. It started out as kind of wait. We need the like the like the the going oh, yeah. back in time thing. Put um, that put that in a post. Imagine that we are looking off into the distance, and a thought <laughs> bubble is slowly popping up ahead above us, and it's a flashback to some month in 2019 or 2020. I don't think I know that it was 2019. I have no idea what month it was. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking September, but I don't know. It's okay. Whatever. Um, Pre-2020, that's the, that's the real important part. That is the really important part. Basically, Claire, our boss, she was a Lone Ranger at first in the Impact Accelerator. A um, Lone Ranger? Danny wrote that? Okay. Danny. <laughs> I like to call it... Um, Claire's story of the impact accelerator, a woman, a dream in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> because it was Claire. It's a small hallway too. Um, she had a dream of increasing grant accessibility for social science faculty, staff, and students. And she had a hallway because her office was not big. Um, so she had clay here and then, um, Hi, another <laughs> another GA, um, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Everybody, all of our listeners, please say hi to Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Good morning, Brooke. 
Um, and so she had them when they were available because they were y'all were master students, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. they didn't have like twenty hour GAs with Claire. They were just kind of like whenever they had the time, they went and helped her. Um, and they went and sat. Actually, I don't know why I'm telling this. You should. Yeah, I probably should there. be me since I was <laughs> since I was there. First of all, I just want to correct the record. Uh, I one hundred percent definitely got hired before Brooke. Just want to say that. And when Brooke comes on here eventually and is like, uh, no, it was definitely me. I just, just establishing the record first. All right. No comment. <laughs> um, so yeah, pre right before 2020, um, Claire had her office and she had her dreams and we would just kind of come up and help as much as possible. It was me that made that, uh, that repository of funding. I'm so sorry. Yeah, my first task when I got hired onto the Impact Accelerator was going through and updating that, and it hadn't been updated in like two years. And mind you, the first it's an Excel document. The first yeah, right off the bat, you're the first sheet is 130 funders, and that's just the first sheet. And I think we have like four of them. Yeah, yeah, that's my fault. I'll take the blame on that one. That one's officially on the record. I can lean into the mic and say that. I don't know what else to add besides what you what you had already said. We just kind of, it, it used to be us three doing stuff. Literally, we would just kind of take papers, throw them on the floor sometimes because that was the only space that we had. And uh, we had, actually, we had another desk. Uh, it was like one of those little fold-out desks that are like in the hallways at universities and stuff where it's just like a, a fluffy chair and then like the desk that folds in and out, you know? We had one of those too. And that was it. And we had a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. And now look where we are. <laughs> now look where we are. Wow. Okay. Come back out of that um, flashback. <laughs> back to reality. Oops. There goes gravity. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost half the audience. They're gone. <laughs> I can hear them. I can hear the scraping of chairs from here. My apologies. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so it was Claire. It was Clay. It was Brooke. And then COVID hits. COVID hits. Yeah. And, and so then... y'all are no longer in that hallway. No. No, we're at home now. Finally. Yeah. We're all at home. And, uh, you know, COVID came with <laughs> a lot of financial insecurity there was you know during those first couple months especially like a bunch of universities there were some big talks about like how do we keep people funded uh while they're not while they're like transitioning keep people funded that are like even just you know f facility staff how do we keep them funded when there's not too much going on in the facilities so there was a pretty big focus on on grants and also at the same time like all the governments were we're starting to pump out grants to try to support people. So it was kind of like a, well, here we have our Claire is a lone ranger and I was going to make a wild west reference. So maybe that's why Danny put it in there. Danny, I'm so sorry. Danny, you're just a trendsetter. So for the impact accelerator, it turned into something that really, I know we talk about how this, the name of the impact accelerator is kind of, I have no eh. idea where it came from. I guess we're just accelerating the impact. We're just increasing exactly. Impact. It it fits perfectly. And I yeah. was about to say, COVID kind of like accelerated 
the impact accelerator. It nailed it. That's it, folks. Pack it up. We're done. Boom. That's it. Boom. It <laughs> really enhanced the work that Claire was doing because there were so many grants out there and available and so many people needed it to, you know, keep their jobs. Keep the lights on. Sometimes literally. Literally. Part of grants is you have to sometimes pay into overhead to keep lights on. Just a little bit of overhead, though. Only a little bit. <laughs> no comment. That COVID really helped Impact Accelerator grow. And so it no longer was Claire and two GAs for whatever time that they had. It was then, that was, who came up after that? Uh, I think that's when, like, Emma and and Katie, the other, first Katie, <laughs> as opposed to Katie A., Katie one, not Katie A. Which the people listening to this, they don't, they have no idea who these people are, so it's okay. That's fine. You'll you can just you just smile and nod and act like I'm right, and it'll be fine. Look, as this podcast <laughs> goes on, you will hear all of the names, and then you'll start to, um, just join in with joking with us. I can't wait for it to be you, me, and Emma, and it's just we'll we'll have to start like a a game where like every time you groan. Or roll your eyes. Either of you just groans or roll your eyes at my stupid jokes. Like what you'll put in like a ding or something like that. Like a counter in the bottom. That's going to be a momentous day. Wow. (laughs) So it turned from Claire to semi-partial GAs to Claire four semi-partial GAs. I have no idea. (laughs) Whatever. We'll say it was that. It went real quick. And then it just ballooned. It was... She added more GAs, some who were actually like permanent GAs under her. So they did their 20 hours with Claire and then more GAs and then some more GAs. And then it got to the point where Claire had so much business that it was like, I need someone else to help. So she hired her first full time staff, um, a research associate, Emily. Hey, Emily. Also, hey, bacon bit. (laughs) (laughs) um and then added a couple of undergraduate assistants yeah and then more gas and then just recently early 2023 added a second research associate position Nathaniel. that's emma m daniel (laughs) oh and then we added some more and semi-different gas because because we're all students and we have our 20 hours or 10 hours under Claire, sometimes we get put into different kind of GA areas. So sometimes we fall off and aren't fully 20 hours or some people are like five to 10, whatever. And that's kind of the greatest thing about it, honestly, like especially since it's primarily students, it is primarily students, but we also have a lot of graduate students. It's mostly graduate students. Uh, And that kind of like, as a graduate student, your schedule is all over the place. You can go from weeks where you can work 20, 30 hours and you're just like reading for class and light papers. But then once finals rolls around and you're like, well, I'm leaving for a week or two weeks. Yeah. And that's one of the greatest things about Claire. We're going to sing Claire's praises a lot. Um, but this is going to kind of tease one of our later episodes where we talk about 
um, the graduate student model that is that makes up the impact accelerator. That's but called foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Wow. But professional. Because we are students, Claire recognizes that like our schooling comes first, and so if our hours need to be flexible, then they need to be flexible. Um, she literally yells at us if we like have something that's <laughs> like important for school going on and we're trying to do work. Um, that's what we call her mom. So just walk in and be like, you're not doing this anymore. You clearly do have too much on your plate. I know your finals are coming up because she also makes us tell her when our finals are coming or when are when they are. Or when so she'll just come in and be like, no, it's final. I will find somebody else to do it. Yeah. Or when we are planning on going on vacation. Yeah. We have to put it on her calendar yeah. months in advance so that she knows not to contact us. But yeah, so that's kind of how the impact accelerator is made up. Like I said, we'll get into more of the nitty gritty about the uniqueness of the impact accelerator and using graduate students and undergraduate students to do a lot of this grant work. We just talked a bunch about funding um, and then we wanted to talk more about funding, but Danny didn't give us like a segue or anything. Um, so it's just going to be really abrupt and we're going to start talking about funding and we can just blame Danny on that. So anyway, money, <laughs> money. We put the fun in funding. We do. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's not like it took us 20 years to come up with that one. Yeah. It was like 20 weeks. So we talked about the growth of the Impact Accelerator, but I mean, this is a podcast about grants and getting funded. So let's talk about the funding. Um, so the very first like real fiscal year was fiscal year 2020. And with Claire and her two to four GAs, they submitted 12 proposals for just over $5 million. The next fiscal year, that number jumped up to 20 proposals submitted for just under $12.5 million. And then we saw even more growth in fiscal year 2022. Did I do that right? I did. <laughs> what were we just talking about? How good about of numbers we are? We're good at numbers. Anyways, ignore <laughs> that. In fiscal year 2022, they submitted 43 proposals. So more than double what they did the previous fiscal year for just over 25 million dollars and we just calculated all of the fiscal year 2023 numbers and that came out to 47 proposals for just under 22 million dollars once again a woman a dream in a hallway turned into <laughs> we need to make her like a movie poster or so much like money that. oh my gosh that'd be a good idea we should Claire, woman, don't listen to this part dream, of the podcast a hallway I hope she doesn't have to approve this. <laughs> Where are we now? How have GAs been integral to that process? I read the bullet point. You're Thanks, welcome. Danny. Thanks, Danny. Um, when Danny comes back, Danny can't be on these podcasts because he's he doesn't live uh, near us. He lives like way far away. So the first podcast that he comes back and he's going to be like, all right, listen, I got a bullet pointed list here that I got to set the record straight. <laughs> You will hear from Danny in a few episodes. Not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> where the three of us will get together and talk about the graduate student model and how it helps bring in all of this funding and all of these proposals that get sent out. 
I think it's really important to note that all of these proposals aren't just one type. We are submitting internal proposals for the college or the university, as well as local funders, as well as those larger, all those acronym external funding sources. And it's great that we can do that, honestly, on an actually serious note from me over here. Um, <laughs> as I shake my head. As, yeah, head shaking. Point. Ding. Um, it's it's great because like we, we, we are part of that process and we kind of almost have to be because we're the ones kind of going out into the quote unquote world uh, talking to all these faculty members because we're just like in their classes. And that's that's like a great opportunity for us to be like, hey, I'm in your class. I've been in a couple of your classes as a graduate student and we found this funding. Can I help you with this funding? And that looks great, like just as a career move. You know, a lot of us are very early in our careers, you know, and we need to put lines on our CV, our science CV <laughs> name drop science CV. <laughs> And I mean, who doesn't like, I mean, who doesn't like it when somebody comes up to you and it's just like, hey, can I give you money? Yeah. And I mean, we are talking about a wide range of funding that we're searching for and kind of presenting to faculty and staff. So everything, it's, it's not unheard of for us to say like, hey, here's a grant for $20,000 to help fund a few students to I don't know, like transcribe interviews for you or, hey, here's this $10 million grant that fits exactly with what you and a few other faculty members are working on. Do you want to apply? As we've grown, it's we've grown in capacity to be able to handle project managing multi-million dollar grants, but still going for $10,000, $20,000 grants is nothing to shake a stick at. Like we are just kind of running the gamut. We don't frown upon any sort of any sort of funding, really. I mean, money's money. Money talks. Money talks. Money is money. I think we just named dropped another podcast. If that's your podcast, you're welcome. No, money talks. I think it's on NPR, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> we also we're like pretty far into this podcast. Nobody's used the neither of us have used an NPR voice. We'll save it for the next one. It's okay. <laughs> we'll save that as like a 100 subscribers and you get to hear our NPR voices. Are we going to start a Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could find funding to start a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about funding from 10000 to multi-million dollars. And we are there for whatever faculty and staff say that they need. If right now they are don't have the capacity to handle managing a project that would bring in $500,000 from a funder, but they have the capacity to get a $20,000 grant to help fund some students to transcribe their interviews, then hey, we're here to help you. No funding is too small or too large for us when we know that, here I go again, this funding is going to accelerate the impact. I'm sorry. It just fits so well. But like this money is being put to good use to hopefully help the larger community. And if that means it's five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, we're here to help. So as the 
Impact Accelerator has grown and evolved. We have started taking on some other services, kind of ancillary. What? Ancillary? Ancillary. Ancillary. There we go. Ancillary See, we can't count, but we know what ancillary is. Shout out to the source.com. So we've taken on some ancillary projects. So one of the things that we have started to do is Grants 101 presentations. Fun fact, one of those is actually going to be presented in a later podcast episode. Oh my gosh, foreshadowing. Look. Wow. All we do is foreshadow over here, okay? Grants 101. (laughs) We provide a, basically, here is a general intro to grants for everyone. We can tailor it to people in STEM, people who work in nonprofits, and then... Graduate students. Graduate students. Oh, boom. Bring it all the way back. Bring it around See what I did there? Town. <laughs> so, yeah, we do grants one-on-one presentations. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a science CV presentation soon. Ding. And then we also, we've mentioned multiple times graduate students being in, kind of being workers within this um, office. I think we also should mention again that we do have quite a few undergraduate students who have begun to work with the Impact Accelerator. Yeah, it's a great, tra- I think it's a great transition for them. I feel like we get the ones that are, they're like on their way to their master's and then we basically just prep them for their master's. Yeah, I mean, we have heard from different people who work in research development, research administration and talk about how like, us working within this office, they feel like is going to be a really good stepping stone for us as we get into becoming professors and things of that nature and are applying for grants ourselves because we know that back end of it. Um, and so how we get all of these students or how Claire gets all of these students to work for her is <laughs> a lot of word of mouth recruitment. I mean, I am literally working for Claire because of Clay and Brooke. Claire That's me. That's you. Wow. Oh my God, look, it's you. See, I was going to make a joke about how it wasn't Claire. It was all me doing all the recruitment. But, you know, and but then you you leaned into it. So now it's not. I mean, I have to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You know, God, we are t- such such criminal justice. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. We'll get some non-criminal justice people on here at some point. <laughs> so you don't have to listen to those. <laughs> But yeah, more so, acronyms. <laughs> so, how I got hired as a full GA for Claire was that she got funding from higher ups who said funding, funding um, from <laughs> higher ups who said we want you to have at least one full GA, full GA being twenty hours a week, um, from each of the four schools slash departments within check catch cch whatever you want to call it and so she needed a criminal justice person and and i wasn't good enough clay was had partial ga somewhere else um so he couldn't just push all push all of his (laughs) ga hours to claire um so did brooke and so i was kind of in a transition point and clay and brooke went to claire and said some stuff I guess nice because I got the job. No, nothing good. And so, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. We warned her so much. 
And yet here we are. Yeah, here I am. I started <laughs> in December 2021 and I'm still here. Um, and that's one of the things about bringing in, like using, unofficially using students who work for you as recruitment. Because it's not like Claire is telling us, hey, go find these students for me. It's literally just like we love working in this office. And so we tell our friends about it. And then they're like, hey, I'd like to do that. And then we go talk to Claire and say, hey, we have someone who might want to work for you. And then they go through the interviewing process and potentially work for her. Yeah. And then she can't like get rid of me. Yeah. That's she, the thing is like. She's been trying to get rid of me for a while. She you start can't. working for Claire. And then even that's if it. maybe you're not 20 hours, maybe you fall down to 10 or four hours a week. You're kind of just always there. You're, you're still always accelerating your impact. Boom. Yeah. Nailed it. And now we need like the like fireworks to go off like you know like that i'm trying to think of the can we get a soundboard on this podcast there is one over here actually. oh yeah i'm trying to think of the hotel california line well you, you can... better leave it on dead air while you think about it that's you a can... good idea it's good podcast what is right it there. something something you can check check in check out anytime you like but you can never leave there it is and it's a and it's a check joke Boom. That's a multi-layer joke. Man, we are professionals over wow. here. First podcast and we haven't nice. messed up too bad. <laughs> <laughs> we just made our marketing team mad because they're trying to push <laughs> catch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, yeah, that's um, word of mouth recruitment. Um, something else we've just recently started doing is trying to help nonprofits in the area. I mean, we have this wealth of knowledge and resources, why not share it to people who are out there doing the work? So that's something we started. And since we are research development, research administration, grants, all of that stuff, we actually just applied for a grant from NSF. We decided as a team to apply for our own grant. And so it was weird being on the other side of that. And we got granted. Ah! So now that we've gone over this idea of what the impact accelerator is um wrapping up the goals of our office is like really our ultimate goal is we as a team want to be there for faculty students and staff within cch but really our like ultimate goal is setting all of those individuals up so that in the long term, they don't need us. They feel confident in their abilities to go and find grants, apply for the ones that they feel fit their project and feel confident in their ability to set themselves up to potentially get funded. Second, Teach someone to fish. Yeah. Let the, let the bird fly out of the nest. That's all I got. That wasn't very funny, but you know, that's all I got. I was trying to think of, there's some other animal ones, animal analogies, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Anti-who. Um, one of our secondary goals is also just to enhance the field of research, administration, and development through engaging GAs, starting people early in, early. in grants and research administration, because 
a lot of people who are in this field kind of just stumbled upon it. There aren't many certification programs or degrees for this. So introducing research development, research administration early is really going to be a good thing for the field in the long run. And it, what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were doing there. No. I am, it's good for your CVs. That's what I was going to say. Science CV. No, <laughs> your regular CVs. Everyone's going to have to be on science CV soon. So uh, I know. Also, I don't even know if we're saying that right. It's written weird. Science CV. Science B. I don't know. I think it was somebody at NIH. You told me you that, weren't going to so. test me. There's no quizzes here. I changed my mind. It looks really great on your CV anyways. It looks really great on your CV because like you get out of grad school and you they see that you have grant writing experience. Yeah. You're hired. I literally was talking to my dissertation chair the other day and he was like, having that experience is like super good. And even if you don't want to go into like academia, having grant writing experience or just the experience of writing at that level is going to be so great. Or just having Claire on your references sheet because she'll just like aggressively support you. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> um, and then one of our last goals is pursuing our own grant funding. Like we just mentioned, granted, pursuing our own grant funding as a way to enhance our audience, kind of put ourselves out there and let everyone know that we're here and we're here to help. It's my job to read verbatim from the points. I only read verbatim for like three words. Thanks, Danny, for the script. So that's the end of this podcast episode. We did it. We did it. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And thanks for hanging in there with us. That's a that's a really great point, Danny, because, you know, it's us. <laughs> um, so it's we, mostly me. It's mostly Clay. Uh, we love uh, to have a lot of fun and talk about ourselves and the Impact Accelerator and just hype up the Impact Accelerator and Claire and Emily and Emma and all the GAs and all the undergraduate GAs and all the redacted number of people that work in the Impact Accelerator. So we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. We hope that it has kind of intrigued you a little bit to stay on for the next few episodes that are coming up very soon. Like I said, Impact Accelerator started with Claire and a dream and it has now grown into once again redacted number of GAs. You forgot the hallway. Oh yeah. Shout out to the hallway. In the hallway. Shout I walk by that hallway all the time. Shout out to the it hallway. Brings back memories. Shout out to the hallway. You're a real one. Shout out to the hallway. Shout out to the hallway. <laughs> what is this hallway they keep talking about? It's just a it's just a office. We should hallway. get a plaque. We should. And put it up there. For the hallway. Yeah, we should. That's a good idea. That's actually that's a really good idea. Where this it all began. This spot exactly. And then Claire will be like, what? <laughs> Just what pick a random spot. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's not even the right hallway. <laughs> we have to make the plaque look like a post-it, though, because Claire loves post-its. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a little whiteboard plaque. <laughs> That has like, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. And, it, and it's just written in permanent marker or whatever, so they can't erase it. Yeah. I mean, not that I would ever erase and draw on her whiteboards. I would never do that. No one would ever do that. I don't erase, actually. I just want to clarify. I do draw all over her whiteboards. <laughs> if you ever see a random smiley face around UC's campus, it might have been Clay. <laughs> Probably was. I don't think that when Claire started this, I mean, you've known her for the longest, so... I don't think when yeah. she started that she really thought that that dream would be so 
would have come true so fast. I don't think she would have thought that, that hallway would have come true so fast. Shout out to the hallway. <laughs> um, even more than that, we really champion the importance of using students and introducing students to this field. And even though a lot of us in the Impact Accelerator may not go on to stay within research development, we do really enjoy it while we're here. And once again, we're going to be talking more about the graduate student model and the uniqueness of it in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned, please. Thanks. Did we? Were those your call to actions? I'm not done yet. Oh. Danny has one more point. Oh, okay. My bad. Basically, as Danny so eloquently puts it, our goal is to elevate the faculty and prepare them for even larger grants. If they want to go for them. If they don't want to go for multi-million dollar grants, we're not going to force them. But if they want to, we're here. And it's not so much that we want them to not need us, but we want them to feel confident enough that where they go, they won't feel like they need to rely on us and that they have the ability to go out, get those grants, and accelerate the impact. Wow. Nailed it. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Professional podcaster. Don't, please don't drop that mic. They might Facilities might be really mad at us if we do that. They already please won't don't. give me a key to the room, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> hey, give me the key to the room and also broke your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So thanks again for listening. I'm Krista. I'm Clay. And we hope... <laughs> I'm Clay. <laughs> we we hope you enjoyed hearing about the Impact Accelerator, the office that we absolutely adore. And stay tuned for more stuff on research administration, research development. We're going to be talking about a wide range of topics. We plan on having some guests, some business administrators, people who work in post-award. I forgot to mention that we do a lot of pre-award stuff. Probably should have said that earlier. Sorry. Um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of guests on talk about a lot of stuff we're gonna do some episodes walking through different aspects of grant proposals so what do you talk about in a broader impacts and an intellectual merit how should i do my budget what do i need to talk about in a budget justification what the heck is overhead <laughs> and cost sharing <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna walk you through that all right, we're going to walk you through that. I Shouldn't promise. you know that since it's like your job? Me? Yeah. Shouldn't you know what overhead is? I don't do budget. That's post-award. <laughs> we're right. going to. That's right. I'm trying to get Jody on here. She, Jody does budget. She knows all that. I did just learn about it. But overhead, we mentioned it early. Budget it, is money. Overhead helps with things over your head, keeping the lights on, and all the other stuff. Boom. Boom. Think about that. Easy. <laughs> The more you know. Is that copyright? Copyrighted? Uh, We're not making money off this podcast. No? It's fine. Yeah. 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 Good save. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Sorry. <laughs> so thanks again for listening. Um, before we go, we'd like to give a special shout out to Joey for the music you heard Joey. in this episode. Shout out to Joey. I would plug his band, but I don't know if he wants us to do that. So we're not going to... But if if I get the okay, I will plug it. It'll be a link down in the description if we get the okay. Yeah, go listen to Joey. Joey. Um, and finally, thank you to the Impact Accelerator for the continued support of this project. I don't know why Claire said this was okay. 
that we yeah, did. Yeah, I don't know what, how she greenlit me being on this. She's going to listen to this and be like, oh and my be like, gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, at least I didn't pay him for it. <laughs> <laughs> at least he didn't clock in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so we hope you keep listening. And um, while you're at it, go fund yourself. Oh, I'm so excited for Daniel to be on here. Tell him, I'm going to tell him to go fund himself. Oh, man. Go fund yourself, go Daniel. Go fund yourself, Danny. Okay, bye. Bye.